Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you ready to receive the word of the Lord today? Amen. Amen. We're so honored to have our good evangelist with us today and uh, look forward to this coming week and what the Lord has in store. Uh, he needs no introduction to this congregation. He has been preaching for us for many, many years. And uh, as a matter of fact, I think perhaps his first time to preach for us was about nine or ten years ago. I know he doesn't look that old and neither do I. We are so honored today to have evangelist Josh Herring with us. We know that he is a man that walks with the Lord, hears from God, and in this pulpit, I want him to know he always has access to the hearts of this congregation. I want you to make him feel real welcome this morning as evangelist Josh Herring comes to preach. Praise the Lord, everybody. Good to be back with you this morning. That's how I roll. I just have rhythm. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? I don't know any place I'd rather be. And I've heard that you've been stressing the devil out and wearing him out with lots of praying and fasting and, and more praying and all-night prayer meetings. And Is anybody tired in here? I imagine you guys have been fighting like crazy. Feel good? We'll see how good you feel. Amen. You know, uh, first service of a, re of a revival is always the one as an evangelist where you're trying to figure out where they're at and then roll with the flow. But I feel like I'm stepping into a place that there's a river already rolling. Uh, there's a current already flowing in the Holy Ghost. So, see, some, some, uh, some places you have to bring revival in your briefcase, quote unquote, with you to, to get them stirred up and 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 we have them we have them if we need to break them out but but i feel like you're already in the flow of the holy ghost and and we're just going to see where the lord takes us at this week i'm expecting people to get the holy ghost people to be healed and delivered and set free by the power of god amen praise god of course i love your pastor dearly and 14 years of evangelizing it's it's, it's on the road every week and but I, I i don't know a better dad and a better pastor than what you have here i hope you're very thankful for who you have praise the lord and my wife and kids will be with me uh this week Their baby one of the babies is sick the other one been getting over the sickness so we drove up 19 hours i was in the car 19 hours i'd do some extra driving but um they'll be here this week the Lord talked to me in the middle of the night last night. I have no notes to what I'm about to preach. Uh, and he wouldn't let me sleep. So I'm just going to try to hopefully follow the Holy Ghost. Exodus 24. And we're going to read verse 15 through 18. And then Exodus 33. 18 through 23. Exodus 24. 15 through 18. And Exodus 33. 18 through 24. Praise God. Amen. Good to see everybody. Love everybody here. And, and I think most of you love me. And I'm, I'm glad to be back with you. Moses went up into the mount and a cloud covered the mount. 
And the glory, someone say the glory. The glory of the Lord abode upon the mountain Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud, and the sight of the glory, someone say the sight of the glory, of the Lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud and got him up into the mount. And Moses was in the mount 40 days and 40 nights. And the book of Exodus chapter 33, verse 18 through 23 says, And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Someone say, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee and be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. It shall come to pass while my glory passeth by that I will put thee in the cliff of the rock and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away mine hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. And I want to give to you what I'm feeling in the Holy Ghost, and that is it's time to pursue his glory. It's time to pursue his glory. Are you ready? Lord Jesus, thank you for what you're about to do in this place. I bind every demonic spirit that's hindered any family up until this point of this year from what they want to receive from you. I bind every spirit of confusion and distraction, attacking people from the direction that they need to hear from you. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, an anointing that would loose the gift of faith right now in this house. We worship you for what you're about to do this morning, tonight, this week, and the rest of this year. Shut down the mouths of the lions and speak clearly, almighty God. God, in Jesus' name. Would you clap your hands to the Lord one more time? Praise God. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. It's quite interesting when you talk about the glory of God, how when you look it up, it actually, the first word that you see in the Hebrew when it comes to the glory of God is the opinion of God. Glory is the opinion of God or the judgment of God or the view of God. Those are the first three things that it describes about the Lord's glory. It's his opinion or his approval. It is his judgment. It is his view, how he sees things. And then it talks about brightness and splendor and all these different elements of it. But the first thing you hear in in the original text when it comes to glory is it's God's opinion or God's approval. When God's glory rests upon someone or a city or a congregation or a revival, he is saying, I am putting my opinion and my approval upon this. I'm interested. I'm, I'm going to see what's going on. I'm going to show up, and I'm going to manifest, and I'm going to determine the outcome of what's going on in this situation, in this city, or the revival, or these families' lives. The glory of God, when it would manifest in the Bible, would oftentimes be so powerful. It would be so amazing. The preacher
priests sometimes could not even stand to minister in the congregation of the Lord because the glory of God had descended. And when the glory of God comes in the room, you don't care who the preacher is. You don't care who's singing, what powerful music is being played. You want to feel the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I tell you the greatest thing that could happen to start this awakening off would be the glory of God to descend in this room and no one would glorify themselves. No one would exalt themselves but would be in awe of the power and the majesty and the glory of your king. If you want to see that and if you want to feel that, would you clap your hands and would you lift up your voice and would you tell the Lord, I am ready for more of you than I have seen before. Hallelujah. Nothing else matters if you do not have the glory of God in the midst of the services. I don't care how nice the new building is going to be. If the glory of God is not in that building, it will not matter. I don't care how great your job is. If the glory of God does not go with you to work, it does not matter. I don't care how great church is going on around here. If we do not have the glory of God, we are just wasting our time. We, we can approve of each other all week and all year long and say how great great we are but ultimately what we need is for God's opinion to be stamped upon this awakening and this service and this revival and this church somebody say show me your glory I want to talk about four that the Lord told me last night there were four groups of people in here he said there were four groups of people when it comes to my glory the first group is the settlers it's the people that really never see the glory, never feel the glory, never reach for the glory. And you're in here. You've been here for a long time. Well, I just killed it all dead, didn't it? And I'll tell you why you don't see the glory of God. John, can you put it for me? John 11, verse 40, I believe it is. John 11, verse 40. When Martha and Mary had just buried Lazarus, and he was, he was dead, and, and there was no evidence of him coming back to life, John 11, verse 40, gives us the reason why some people don't see the glory. He said unto her, said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. What causes you to not see the glory of God or feel the glory of God is unbelief. And you can blame it on, I just don't like that evangelist, and that's why I'm a statue. But if that was the real reason, you would shout when I wasn't here. But some people are spiritually paralyzed, and it doesn't matter if the dead are being raised around them. They're not going to engage in the atmosphere of the miraculous because of unbelief. Unbelief makes it absolutely impossible to see the glory of God. That's why on, on a certain role in this church, everybody can be weeping and worshiping and worshiping God with all their heart and feeling his presence, and one person can have their arms folded feeling nothing. Everyone else is believing that God is going to do something, and that person is wrapped up in unbelief, and unbelief will kill your eligibility for seeing the glory of God. Some people, the greatest thing you could do 
in the awakening this year is make up your mind. I'm going to be a believer for the rest of my life. When I come in the presence of God, I want to believe that he actually can do exceeding and abundantly above all I ask or even I'm not going to pick on that group. They already know me. They don't like me. But if I was a, oh, I want to say that. If I was a sermonizing, cute little preacher, they would approve. But anointing makes unbelievers uncomfortable. Yes, it does. Power in the spirit makes people that don't want to pursue it uncomfortable. People that are carnal get convicted when the power of God comes in the atmosphere. That's why no matter who's behind the pulpit, you've got to make up your mind. I want more of God than I've ever had before. I've got to reach for God like I've never had before. Because when the glory comes, you will reach for it rather than ignore it. The anointing of the Holy Ghost absolutely can do incredible things. It can do absolutely anything you expect him to do. The glory of God, when it descends upon a congregation such as yourselves, can transform. I do not know a city in the United States where I preach every week across America where you are in a location like you are and yet having the revival that you are having. Most people, if they were stuck in Frankfurt, would not be driven the way you are driven, would not be expecting the way you're expecting. But let me tell you why you're not like most people because the glory of God has descended on you too many times and when the glory falls in the atmosphere you can't be ordinary I cannot be average I've got to have more of God somebody shout hallelujah for the Holy Ghost And if you think hell is nervous, you're absolutely right. They absolutely fear a church that could settle, but instead are pursuing what God can do, what God is able to do. Anybody can sit and watch revival, but when you reach for it, when you pursue it, that's when hell becomes uncomfortable. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anytime demonic spirits start attacking a church, something is happening in that church for hell to take notice of to go to that degree. Anytime hell starts wreaking havoc in marriages, it's because they know there's so much potential in the unity of that church that if they get unified, they're unstoppable. So how do I cause division in the church? I don't start at the church. I start at the house. Oh, I'm, I got all week to meddle. I'll just leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. But division causes glory to disappear. Division causes glory to disappear. People that are part of the settlers, how do I make it very plain? If you're part of that group, you're more interested in drama than glory. 
You're more interested in people's problems than people's potential. You're more interested in people and the things that they're doing wrong than the things that God is doing in your atmosphere. If you're in that group, you need to step out of that group this morning and say, I'm not going to be like that. I've got too much to gain. I've got too much to reach for. I know I'm stirring it in here, but that spirit's in here. Because I believe the only thing keeping this church of absolutely unstoppable revival is 100% unity. And I think you got about 95%. And it's powerful because most churches don't operate at 95% unity. But when you see a church get unified completely, something is about to happen. They were with one mind and one accord. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. There are angels in this room right now, by the way. I wish someone could see what I'm seeing. There are angels in here right now. Someone has been praying. Someone has been fasting. Someone has been reaching. And the power of God is going to do miraculous things with the unity of the people. Settlers. And then there are the seers. The Bible said the children of Israel saw the glory of God like a devouring fire on the mountaintop. It's the people that notice it. They see it. They talk about it. We had great church. We had powerful church. The glory of God was there. We've seen the glory move. It's not that they don't testify. They do testify. It's just that they don't ever receive the glory. They see it, but they never step into it. It's those that worship when the pastor says worship. Come to the altar when he says come to the altar. They're unified, but they're not hungry. How do I... It's a smaller group, but it's a group that they see it. Oh, there's no doubt we're having revival. There's no doubt God is moving. Oh, God has done this for this person, and God has done this for that person. And what has God done for you? You're seeing it, but you're not in it. There's no doubt the glory of God is upon this church. That's what they would see at the top of the mountain. Wow, there's no doubt that the power of God is moving on that mountaintop. We can see it. We just can't get in it. And then there are the people that are the steppers. Moses was in near it, and then he stepped into the glory of God. That is powerful. Those are the people that they're on the edge. And as soon as the glory starts descending, they take a step in faith and they begin to move in the spirit. They begin to reach for it. They begin to go after it. The people, they don't need me to cheerlead them to step into the altar. They don't need to be begged to have faith in God. They feel the presence of God. They sense that they're on the edge of a miracle. Maybe they weren't less this close a year ago, but right now they're closer than they've ever been to something breaking loose in their life. They can sense it. Can I preach to the people that can sense it right now? I can't exactly tell when it's going to happen, but I sense that destiny is about to break forth. I'm at a crossroads, but something's about to happen, and when it happens, I'm going to step into the glory of God, and the favor of God is going to fall upon me. 
Got to climb to get to that place. Got to go for it. And Moses went for it. And he goes into the mountain 40 days and 40 nights, comes back down, and then goes back up. And the fourth group is the searchers that are looking for the glory because they've been around it before. And they don't wait for something to happen to reach for it. They start reaching before they have any evidence. And Moses, the second time he got up there, he didn't say, wow, this is awesome. I'm so honored to be here. I'm so so humbled to be the only human being in the cloud with the power of God. Instead, he looks at God and said, I'm not satisfied. Show me your glory. Why would Moses scream that? Because he knew that last time I was here, it was so powerful. It's made me hungry for more, and I'm not going to wait for some cloud to step into it. I need something now. I need a miracle to break out in my house now. I need an answer from God to break loose in my spirit now. Somebody scream, show me your glory. We must have the glory of God. Somebody's going to go after it if you aren't. Someone's going to reach for it if you don't. Someone's going to find it if you don't. Someone wants to see the glory of God. Show me your glory. Wait a second. He's not asking to show me the fire. Watch. This is the difference between those that have been in the glory and those that only watch it. Because those that only watch it see a devouring fire. They think that's what glory is. A move of the spirit. God's evidence being in the church. Something happened. That's the glory. But when you're in the glory, you see things you never could see on the outside. He was asking God to show him the future. Show me your face. What are you seeing? And God said, no one has seen my face and lived, but there is a place. And if you get in that place when my glory is on you, I can move my hand and you can see my back parts, my past. Who do you think wrote the book of Genesis? Come on, scholars. Moses did. He wasn't there when creation took place. When did he see creation? When he was in the glory. And God, you read it in the Hebrew, God showed him creation when Moses got positioned in a place where he said last week's encounter wasn't good enough. Last year's awakening was powerful. 29 got the Holy Ghost, but I want more than that. Something happened last year, God. I won't ever forget it, but I realized that was a stepping stone to see more of you than I've ever seen before. I want to see you as the creator. I've never seen your creative abilities. I know I've seen you do miracles among them, but I want to see where it all began, and God said when you get in the glory, you see things that you've never seen 
before. You see things differently than you've seen things before. You realize this is how it all worked out. This is where it all came from. This is why you are the way you are. Because when the glory of God comes upon you, it opens your eyes to things you never knew existed in the transformation of you becoming who you are right now. Show me your glory. And God said, you've earned this place where you can see things no one's ever seen before because everyone else is satisfied just looking up. Come on, pastor, give us a good sermon. We're discouraged. Come on, pastor, tell us something powerful. We need to hear something good. We've been fighting all week long at home. Just come off the mountain, Moses. Let us see your face shine. Let us see what you've had with God. I hope pastor brings it. I hope he's been praying. Why don't you finish the sentence? Because I certainly haven't. And that's what people do when they're watching. They're glory watchers. They're altar call watchers. I feel like preaching. They're altar call watchers. They're breakout worship watchers. When the service breaks out and they're singing and everyone starts shouting, they're watchers. They're glory watchers. They're used to watch. They like fireworks. Can't wait to go see the fireworks. This is not a fireworks show. You are supposed to be the fireworks. That went over like a lead balloon, but that's still the truth. When the atmosphere really will explode, when everyone says, I'm not satisfied being here, I want to go after it. I want to go higher. I want to reach for more. It's time to pursue the glory of God. I'm afraid as I preach across America that the spirit of Ichabod has hit too many churches where the glory has departed and they're all full of programs. They have this song at this moment and this person will take this announcement and she'll do this and he'll do the offering and boom, 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 boom. And the sermon comes and we clap a Pentecostal patty cake praise and there's no glory at all. Say, we had good church. The devil is not afraid of good church. He is afraid of glory church where no flesh can glory because the presence of God was so thick and was so real and was so intense and so evident that everyone knew it's not like this all the time. I need to be in the glory of God. The glory of God will fix your marriage. Glory of God will fix your kid. Glory of God will fix your mind. Glory of God can heal your body. Glory of God can change your thought process. The glory of God can make you from a non-worshipper into a worshiper. The glory of God can change someone who's a critic and make them the greatest armor bearer the man of God's ever had. Let me tell you what the glory of God can do. The glory of God can make you something that you've never been before. The Lord told me, I asked him a couple weeks ago, you can stay standing, I'm done. The Lord told me, I was praying, I said, I want to ask you something, God, I'm just going to be real with you. I said, God, I'm going to ask you something. This is, I'm going to give you something from my early morning prayer life. I said, how come I can get up in the morning and I can seek your face and I can pray and I can cry and I can reach out? See, some of you still, some of you still can stand. I was just testing you. You haven't stood all day, but you can stand. Ooh. When... I pray, 
How come three hours later I feel like I'm going back to where I was before I prayed? I pray. I want this to happen. I want to be this kind of person. I want to reach for more of God. And then six hours later, it's like I didn't even pray. Has anyone ever had that feeling? You know what he told me? You cannot walk in the Spirit if you do not get enough of my Spirit when you're in my presence and in my glory. We want to get our 15 minutes done, look at our clock, say we prayed good, and leave. And the problem is the glory only falls when we learn to linger. Because he said, Moses, get to the mountain. And seven days later, then he showed up, God showed up. But he wanted to see, how long will you wait for the glory to fall on you? Are you just here to time in and check out, or are you actually hungry for more of God? Because if you're hungry, you don't care if you're the only one reaching. I'll wait all day. I'll wait all week. I'll wait all month. I'll fast what I've got to fast. I'll pray what I've got to pray, because I want the glory of God in my life. Hallelujah. 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 And you cannot walk in the Spirit if you do not step in the Spirit when you're in the presence of God. What are you saying? You cannot absolutely believe that you're going to leave this service today and be walking in the Spirit out there if you don't worship God in here. How in the world can we really walk in the Spirit if when the Spirit is among us, we do not participate? How do I, how can I truly believe? Let's call it like it is. How, you can fake everyone else, but how can I fake myself out? How do I really walk in the Spirit if I know I did not engage the Spirit of God that was in the room? It's impossible. If we're going to walk in the Spirit, we've got to step out of flesh and begin to reach for what we think is almost impossible to attain. But that glory of God, if it ever falls on the church, would do crazy things. You've seen the dead raised. You've seen cancers disappear. You've seen God do miracles. You've seen the outpourings of the Holy Ghost. I don't have to cheerlead this church. You should know about the miraculous already. You've seen it happen in this very room. So you know what God can do. So it should need me to say come on let's go after it because you you should already have that fire that says oh yeah and I feel like it's burning in a lot of people right now. I don't want another year like last year. I turned 34 two weeks ago, and I was so glad to turn 34 because year 33, it started with awesome things. It started with God let me see someone raised from the dead on my birthday. But every day after that for the entire year was literal hell that I lived through. I was so glad for the year to turn and be turned 34 last week. Can I tell you something? I sense that there are some people in this room that are ready for something something different than what they've had a year before or last month or last week. I want something to happen that changes me forever, that makes me radical, that sets me on fire, that makes me go after it, that makes me pray when I want to sleep, that makes me fast when I want to eat, that makes me dedicate when I want to be carnal, that makes me read my Bible when I want to watch Netflix. I want something of the glory of God to fall upon me so I know no, God's opinion has been stated. I think the awakening began before I got here.
And unlike former years, I do not believe the awakening will end when I leave next Sunday. For I sense in the Holy Ghost that the next three months, the atmosphere of the awakening will continue in this church in such a degree. Revival's going to get hotter and stronger and deeper. The river is about to rage like never before in this city and in this church building. Someone needs to reach out right now and get out of the flesh and say, show me the glory. I've got to have a miracle. I want an answer. I want more of you. Change me. Transform me. Fix me. Make me. Renew me. Oh, someone needs to talk in tongues again. When's the last time you got drunk in the Holy Ghost? When's the last time you didn't care what happened around you? I need the glory of God to fall. I need the glory of God in my house. I need the glory of God in my family. Someone lift up your voice and begin to pray in the Spirit. Someone begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Nothing matters without the glory of God. Nothing matters without God's opinion. The atmosphere is being set. There will be miracles of healing this week. There will be deliverances of demonic spirits this week. Devils will be cast out of houses this week. People will receive the Holy Ghost this week. Don't settle for what you've seen. Don't settle for where you've been. Don't be satisfied with yesterday's anointing and last week's touch and last night's breakthrough. But somebody get on those feet and say, I've got to climb the mountain. I've got to find the cloud. I've got to step into the glory. Show me something I've never seen. Show me something about you, God, I've never seen. Tell me something I don't already know. Show me something I've never seen, God. I want to see you in a way I've never seen you. I want to fear you in a way I've never feared you. I want to love you in a deeper way than I've ever loved you. I want more of you than I've ever had before. I want the glory of God. Hallelujah. 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 You ready to get started? Are you ready to get this thing going right now? You can get the Holy Ghost right now. You can get delivered right now. You can be transformed right now. You can be made whole right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord, let the answer from the Almighty God come to you. Let the answer from God come clearly. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus.
You ought to make it hard for God to say no. Somebody make it hard for God to ignore you. Make it hard for God to be quiet. Make it hard for God to be silent. Someone gets so desperate that the glory has to move, has to manifest, has to transmit to something in your spirit. We need manifested glory. We need doctor report glory. We need miracle glory. We need signs and wonders glory. But we need your presence glory. We need to know you're among us. Let those with walls up, let those walls down. Let those that don't normally worship, let the glory fall on them. Let the glory fall. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Here's why you've got to get as much as you can, because glory fades. Moses' face shined bright until he got to the bottom of the mountain. They put the veil on him. What was going on? The glory was on his face, but glory eventually fades away if you don't stay in it, if you don't stay in it, if you don't reach for it. Someone reach for it. Don't put a veil on your pastor's eyes, but let your pastor walk in the glory. Somebody follow the man of God to the glory. Someone needs to reach for the glory of God. I sense in the Holy Ghost very strongly that the reason why the power of God is so strong in this church is because you hunger for the glory of God more than other churches around you do. But if you cease to hunger, someone will hunger. Someone will reach for it. Someone will desire it. Someone wants it. Someone craves it. Someone believes Let the glory consume this church right now. Let a cloud of your spirit consume this house right now. I sense unity like I've never felt in here right now. Why don't you grab your neighbor's hand right now in the Holy Ghost? Why don't you grab that hand in faith right now and in unity as a sign to God begin to worship him unified with someone right now in the spirit. Lord, we're expecting. Lord, we're waiting. Lord, we're here. We've climbed. We've prayed and fasted and we're ready show us your glory come on we need church where the sick are healed where the deaf hear where the blind see where the lame walk show us your glory. We won't praise each other. We won't praise ourselves. We will exalt you. We will magnify you. We will praise you. (laughs) 
saw the Lord sitting high upon the throne and his train filled the temple. The angels cried, holy, holy is the Lord. Someone raise your vision to the mountains. Someone raise your vision to the cloud. Someone start climbing. Someone start praying. Someone start getting faithful. Someone start releasing that faith and going after it. If we get in the spirit deep enough, when our flesh wants to stop, spirits that have been hindering and hovering are going to have to leave because devils cannot enter the Shekinah glory of God. You will never find a devil in the glory of God. Tormenting spirits are going to have to leave. Suicidal spirits are going to have to leave. Adulterous spirits are going to have to leave. Pride spirits are going to have to leave. When somebody steps into the glory, the devils have to back up because they can't see your flesh. All they can see is the power of God consuming you. There are several angels in this room right now. You have got the attention of heaven. They are attracted to this. God is in this room right now. Something has stirred the heart of the Lord. Someone has God's attention. Someone is praying like they've never prayed. Someone is hungry more than they've ever been before. It's getting thick in here. It's getting thick in here. Let us simply, at the beginning of the awakening, step out of flesh and step into the Holy Ghost. Let's step in the Spirit for a while. Let's walk in the Spirit for a little bit, shall we? Let's see what God can do when we're completely yielded and submitted and broken and humbled before Him. Let there not be gossiping this week. Let there not be backbiting. Let Someone just got the Holy Ghost over there, they're telling me. Someone just got the Holy Ghost against the wall right there. God just filled someone with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That's the glory in the room right now. That's the power of God in the room. Let there be no rebellion. Let there be no witchcraft. 
Let there be no perversion this week. Let someone step out of flesh and step into the flow of a river that's currently widening and exploding and expanding. Revival is growing. Revival is growing. Hallelujah. 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 I don't want to see the news. I don't want to see your latest post. I don't want to see the event. I don't want to know who won the game. Show me the glory of God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.